you, Doug Apple, and thank you to those college kids who are giving us some help uh, to know what our strength is. Our strength is the joy of the Lord. Uh, this is Lowell Jackson. Let's have some fellowship. Today I want to fellowship uh, something with you that I believe is absolutely critical to a meaningful Christian life. And uh, I hope to give you some very, very practical help in something that I think uh, is so crucial. You know, I've shared before that the Lord measures out our human life, not in years. That's what we do. Somebody always asking you how old you are or what birthday this is, but I don't see that anywhere yet in the scriptures. Not in months, uh, not in weeks as we do uh, if we think religiously, or even not in uh, times and seasons as Paul talks about in Galatians. But I believe the scripture is consistent all the way through that the Lord measures our life in days. Every day is a complete unit to put together a full life. Just like you need brick by brick to build a house. Our human life is built with days. Didn't the Lord Jesus himself say in his resurrected presentation to his followers, I will be with you all the days of your life. And what uh, we do, brothers and sisters, with our day, I believe, has to do with how we start our day. Now, don't worry, I'm not trying to lay a guilt trip on you about your morning time with the Lord. And I believe every believer has a good intention, really wants to start the day with the Lord, but probably uh, has not quite got the practical help needed to do so. So my desire in the next few minutes is to give you some very practical help in doing what I believe your inner witness already says that you would like to do and it would make a huge difference in your days in representing the Lord. Let me lay a little foundation from the Word. Again, not to make you feel short or guilty but to lay the foundation in the scripture of how God views our human life. Psalm 90, verse 14 says, Satisfy us in the morning. May I emphasize that again? Satisfy us in the morning with your loving kindness, that we may give a ringing shout and rejoice all our Guess what the next word is? That we may rejoice all our days. What do you think about having a day that is characterized by rejoicing? That sounds like a wonderful day to me. I'll read the verse again. Satisfy us in the morning with your loving kindness, that we may give a ringing shout and rejoice all our days. And, you know, the up-to-date, if I may use that term, Lord Jesus, he's uh, not um, operating on planet Earth like he so beautifully did in the Gospels. 
But if you go over to see how the resurrected Christ is operating today, in Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, the Lord describes himself. He says, I am the bright morning star. Have you ever been up early enough to catch a morning star? Uh, unfortunately, I've got very little experience in that, but I can imagine that in the darkest part of the night, whether it's three or four or five, that's when you can find uh, the bright morning star. Um, there's something about starting the day experiencing the Lord in this way that prepares us for the rest of the day, the sunny part. Psalm 119, 147 says, I anticipated the dawn and I hoped in your words. Psalm 57 verse 8 says, Awake, my glory, awake, O harp and lyre, I will awaken the dawn. Lamentations 3.23, your loving kindness is new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Psalm 88.13, but I, O Jehovah, have cried out to you, and in the morning my prayer comes before you. And we know the prototype, the firstborn, the firstborn God-man who was both God and man what the Bible calls the firstborn. His pattern is displayed in Mark 135 when it says, and rising very early in the morning while it was still night, he went out and went away to a deserted place and there he prayed. And we know the pattern of God's people even back in Exodus, the heavenly supply, the heavenly manna, was gathered morning by morning. And of course, the Lord describes himself as the fulfillment of that picture in John 6, 51, where he says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. And we know from the apostles' teaching in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, that God's plan is to renew us day by day. That, of course, doesn't mean week by week day by day. And Proverbs 4.18 describes our life as brighter and brighter un, uh, until the full day. The path of the righteous is like the light of the dawn. And Judges 5.31 says that those who love him are like the sun when it rises in its might. So uh, why is it that uh, the enemy, the world system, all of the, our pots that are boiling over seem to want to steal this time away from us. Uh, it seems like we all attempt it. We have a little start, and then uh, we lose it. Um, well, let's see if we can give one another some practical help. You know, the, uh, one of the dear apostles that the Lord accomplish something great and said in his second epistle, 2 Peter 
and we have the prophetic word made more firm to which we do well to give heed as a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. The morning star, dear brothers and sisters, needs to rise in our hearts. So let, let's get practical about this. I believe we've laid a good enough foundation to know that um, the Lord wants our days to be different. And for that to happen, our starts need to be different. The beginning of our day needs to be different. How, how can we do that? Well, I believe if we can give 10 to 20 minutes to the Lord as a gift, I mean, he's given us the whole day. If he gives us another day, why can't we consecrate, set apart, dedicate 10, 20 minutes to him? Getting up a little earlier. Um, as, as the word says, we may need to go into a closet. I think that's a picture, not necessarily literal, but uh, a quiet place just to open up our heart, open up our being to the Lord. Now you may say, well, oh, I don't know what to say. After all, God is invisible. I can't see him. He's not audible. I can't hear him. What do I do in 10 to 20 minutes that I want to give to him? Well, as I've said before, I believe that um, the way to interpret the Bible is with the Bible. And I believe there's help in God's Word on uh, how we can have our meaningful times with the Lord in the morning. Um, I must confess that I think, like many Christians, I treat the Lord as uh, kind of a Santa Claus. Here's my list. Here's what I need. Here's what I want you to fix. Here's my situation. Well, I'm not sure that's what our... Lord deserves. Although, he does, the word tells us in Philippians 4, 6, that the prescription for anxiety, and of course that's a specialty of our American system, it creates anxiety. In nothing be anxious, but in everything by prayer and petition. So certainly the Lord wants us to petition what's uh, on our heart, on our schedule. But it says, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let, our, let your request be known to God. And I believe, brothers and sisters, that where we're short many times in a coming before the Lord is in the area of thanksgiving. I don't think it would be very hard to come up with five or ten items to begin our time with the Lord with that we want to thank him for. Um, Psalm 92, excuse me, Psalm 95, verse 2, 
is a very good way to enter into the Lord's presence. It says, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. What a way to start a time with the Lord. Just start. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. And a verse you're very familiar with, but uh, maybe we don't apply it in this context, is in Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter. Would you like some help in how to enter? Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. What a way to start our time, right? Doesn't the scripture make it clear that we begin our time with the Lord with thanksgiving? I don't think it's going to be hard to profitably use this 10 or 20 minutes if we started with thanksgiving. And then the, the scripture also says in the same verse, again, I'm in verse 4 of Psalm 100, bless his name. And that's how the Lord Jesus taught us to pray, that we would hallow God's name, care for God's name. And I believe one of the ways we can redeem our, uh, our time with the Lord and get us uh, in another realm is to use the Lord's name to draw us closer into the sense of his presence. Uh, Psalm 116, verse 13 says, I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Lamentation says, I called on your name out of a low pit. Psalm 55, 6 says, Seek Jehovah while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And Psalm 8, verse 9 says, O Jehovah our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. And, you know, the very familiar verse we've often used in the context of the gospel in Romans chapter 10. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's certainly appropriate to use that in a gospel context for someone to receive the Lord. But the verse doesn't say, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be regenerated, shall be born again. That's the way it's usually used. No problem with that at all. But the word says, be saved. I believe once a person has received the divine life, they're always a child of God. Now, another way to see that verse is I need to be saved from my lack of proper focus, from worldly anxiety, from worldly distractions, from other kinds of uh, occupations that would distract and limit me as a believer. Well, how can I do that? Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I can be saved from distraction, saved from anxiety, saved from temptation by calling on the Lord's name. Just like your mother probably did when she opened the back door 
You might have been playing with your buddies, your playmates, next yard over, and she called your name. That got your attention. Well, the Lord's always attentive to us, but when we use his name, it calls him more into our realization, into our experience. And uh, a good way to enter into our time with the Lord is thanksgiving. A way to continue is to use his name in a loving, honoring way like the Lord taught us in the so-called Lord's Prayer. And another way that uh, we can enjoy the Lord is with, um, of course, his word. That's how he speaks to us. Um, now, I know probably like you, many times you just open the word and run your finger down and whatever verse it lands on. Well, we probably need a better plan. What do you think? Um, there are many good helps. Um, there are some books that have sold millions and millions of copies that have helped tens of millions of believers have a morning time with the Lord. The format typically is um, a few verses of Scripture and a few paragraphs of light on that scripture. Um, one of uh, the most popular has been my utmost for his highest. Um, another has been um, a table in the wilderness. A table in the wilderness helped me so much as a young Christian. I almost wore it out using it year after year after year. Um, so these are the kinds of uh, books that can help us quite much. I'll give you um, another, if you want to go looking for one of those, um, it would be wonderful to do so. There are also um, versions, I, would, I guess we call them, of different books of the Bible, where that book of the Bible has uh, been treated in a daily devotional way, where you can read a couple verses and get several paragraphs of help. If you will go to www.lsm.org, that stands for Living Stream Ministry, lsm.org, you will find that there's a series called The Holy Word for Morning Revival on almost any book. So if you want to go through Genesis, Exodus, Matthew, Ephesians, you will find that there's a morning revival treatment of that book probably available to you at lsm.org. Now, while you're waiting on uh, that to come or finding one of these other uh, resources in a Christian bookstore, let me uh, get you started right now. If you will register at emana.com, that's E-M-A-N-N-A.com, every night you will be sent a few verses of Scripture and a few paragraphs of light on that for you to muse, pray over, and consider and apply. You know, with those three or four ideas, I believe you've uh, got a beautiful beginning. It's 10 or 20 minutes to us making your day more meaningful and making us more of an expression of the Lord as we go out into the, the jungle out there that um, this world system might represent to us. Well, let's uh, apply it. I'll be uh, right back in just a minute. Doug Apple's going to make it easy for us to uh, take a short break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Amen. 
how shall we escape if we have neglected so great a salvation? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3. Salvation here refers to God's full salvation, from the forgiveness of sins to the sharing of the coming kingdom with glory. It refers not only to what Christ has done and will do for us, but also to Himself, the one who is able to save us to the uttermost. His wonderful person plus His splendid work constitutes so great a salvation, a salvation that none of us should neglect. Scripture and Commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit recoveryversion.org. My name is Mary. I am assistant professor at Florida State University. I enjoy teaching and research on campus. As a researcher, I have many discoveries. But the biggest discovery is the fact that I have a human spirit. Whenever I call, Oh Lord Jesus, I get the response of this wonderful person, the eternal God, right in my spirit. I am happy living in the presence of the Lord. I invite you to experience this unspeakable joy by calling on Him from deep within your spirit and your heart. Doug Apple for making it easy for us. We're going to have another time of fellowship with our dear sister Joanne Arnett, who is the president of Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center. Welcome back, Sister Joanne. So good to be here, Laurel. I enjoy your program immensely. Well, good, good, good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you've got some big news, but if you would let me, I, I would like for you to Help our listeners get a little more acquainted with you personally, You're and just give here. just give us the short version. Well, that's not often the you know the president lets somebody else be in charge of anything, but we should tell my I wife thought, that, all right? I thought leadership was a servanthood position. <laughs> okay. What was it Jesus said about that? Mama said, "Never argue with a lady, okay, especially with a sister." Knowing who he was and where he came from, he took a towel and a basin of water and washed their feet. <laughs> Amen. Well. Um, I know folks know you in terms of your leadership role, but give us the short version of just your your Christian journey again for those of you that missed those that missed the last time you were with us and just kind of how the the Lord guided you through to where you are now. Don't be too long because Doug Apple doesn't give me much time. All right. <laughs> I grew up in a community that honored Christian values, whether people were believers or not and was invited to church by a woman who picked me up to take me to Sunday school when I was five or six. 
heard the gospel there. Um, my parents later were instrumental in building a church. And I gave my heart to Jesus at a very young age. I remember being um, at a session and going up to the front crying and thinking that I wasn't old enough to receive Jesus because I wasn't old enough to be an alcoholic or a prostitute or any of the other things that he had mentioned in his sermon. <laughs> so I didn't know that it was the Holy Spirit that was prompting those tears, but I've loved Jesus for years. And then uh, as an adult, I came to know the Holy Spirit in another way through some excellent teaching and became particularly fascinated with Scripture and the things that Jesus had to say about the kingdom of God and with the unity of the body of Christ, which is a part of my heart and a part of the basis of Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center because we have professors from various denominational backgrounds and we have students from almost every congregation in town, all of whom look to Jesus to follow Jesus and who base their teaching on Scripture. Wow. And you are one of those. Well, I'm just happy to be a little little part of your team there that you've put together. Um, well, let's see. I know you've been working really, really hard on what's coming up uh, in the near future and a little later on, maybe next month. So, uh, How about next week? Uh, well, you, the newscast is yours. Take it away. Thank you. I'd like to invite everyone to come and bring your friends to an open house at Tallahassee Christian College and, open, and uh, Training Center. It will be on Tuesday, December the 10th from 4.30 to 7. Just drop in. We have wonderful refreshments. We have games. We have things that you can do or fun things that you can sit and watch. If you were there before, you may find your picture on the screen with a hat on or elf shoes or whatever else we could could paste on you, but with a big welcome. And uh, all the details will be on the website at tcctc.org. Well, I know you've said it many times that um, your fellow believers and maybe even some who are listening who are not sure they're yet a Christian can uh, kind of go through the buffet line and um, pick what uh, is meaningful to them and they don't have to go back to college and roll in college think in terms of years of college but uh, what you offer over there is meant, just meant to meet needs so you are so, so right say that in your own words <laughs> well it is like a giant buffet you can take as much or as little as you want people have taken as little as a half day seminar they also have come, I and mean, we've had an 11-year-old who aced Greek because he wasn't afraid of it. We had an 82-year-old who came to get her college degree because she'd always wanted to finish. But most people are somewhere in between those two things. Some come for lifelong learning. I think we understand about offering master's and bachelor's degrees. Mm -hmm. But most people don't understand the training center portion mm -hmm. where um, – you can come for a single course, 5, 10, or 15-week course, or you can enroll in one of five training programs. There's some for lay counselors, some in biblical studies, some in pastoral leadership, um, in congregational leadership, which is the equivalent of one-year college, but there are no exams for these, no homework unless you want to do it. Um, you can start at any time and take the time you need to do it, but we'll wind up with a one-year diploma. And 
it's, it's just lots of fun. People come for lifelong learning. The, the more I learn, the more I know I want to learn and want to have the equipment to be able to be effective in my congregation and in the community and at my work. And Tuesday night, uh, the 10th, right? Yes. Tuesday night, the 10th, 4.30 till 6.30, kind of a flexible drop-in right. chunk of time, right? Right, 4.30 um, to 7. Is a good opportunity to come uh, look the place over, uh, meet some of your... over. Yeah, I was going to say, meet some of your team. I guess some of the uh, instructors will be there. Some of your staff will be there. Some of our graduates are returning. It'll be a joyful time. So, we come to love each other. You go. know, we pray for our students every morning, from nine, at least from 9 to 9.30. Mm-hmm. We pray for those who come, and we, we come to love those who are there and want to follow them, and they're coming back to see each other. But we always have lots of new folks who come as well. So good chance to, uh, as I say in the automobile business, kick the tires and uh, kick the tires <laughs> and shake some hands and ask some questions and meet Have the people. Refreshments in the library, which is open to the community. I don't think too many people know that. I think you're right. That, They're that, welcome to come anytime we're open. Mm-hmm. And we have all sorts of things that are not in any other library around. Things on biblical counseling, on preaching, preparing Sunday school materials, all kinds of things. Church history. Uh, looking beyond that, uh, Joanne, what, what's coming up here in just a few weeks uh, with your brand new term? And all listed on the website because this will be a little long, mm-hmm. but we always, every night of the week, meaning Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday evening, we always have something that is a biblical topic, an in-depth Bible study that might not be possible within the Sunday school hour. Um, each course is offered only one night a week because we know people who come are busy people. They're involved in their congregation. They're involved at home. Or, And you mentioned a while ago non-believers. Non-believers are welcome. Believers in other faiths are welcome. Everyone's welcome. Just come see what Scripture has to say. But this semester, we're emphasizing Exodus to Deuteronomy, Galatians and Ephesians, and I says in here that you're teaching a course on really enjoying the Bible. That's what I hear. <laughs> and I didn't really enjoy the Bible until I sat under a very gifted teacher, and the Scripture began to open up to me. Hmm. So I value teaching very highly. <laughs> well, I am looking forward to that class. Uh, I think it'll be um, quite enjoyable. No pun intended. Um, And we're doing a lot of things that relate to leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, forgiveness. I think unforgiveness probably holds back more people than any other single thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to say, oh, you should just forgive them. Mm -hmm. But but what does that mean, and how do you do it? And do you have to wait till you're emotionally ready, or do you just do it in obedience? Things like um, the way in which you're designed, how to find your purpose in life, New Testament Greek, um, dealing with uh, loss, Jesus Christ in all the scriptures, which is a course that begins by uh, in Genesis with the, the Lord raising the earth on the third day from a watery grave and goes straight through the book of Revelation. It's amazing. We're doing a, a class on mission, world mission. But it will include the ways in which you can be a missionary in the group that you're called to. And um, 
we now have students who are missionaries on five different continents. But Lowell, one of the distinctives, I believe, of TCCTC is that we believe all followers of Jesus Christ are in full-time ministry. Mm. So you don't have to be behind a pulpit Mm -hmm. to be in full-time ministry. Mm. But most of us don't know what we're called to, how to be equipped for it, Mm -hmm. and uh, we want to help be part of that process. You know, Joanne, I believe if the Lord could recover that truth, it would be amazing. It would just be amazing what would happen in our city If every believer really believed and aspired to be an ambassador, a representative, to speak for the Lord, to uh, smile for the Lord, to listen for the Lord, just to represent Him, uh, that's, that's the body of Christ, every little member functioning. And uh, you have that desire, that that burn, that uh, vision that yes. if we can equip members of the body, they can represent the Lord. What a change that would be in neighborhoods, in workplaces, uh, in schools, if the Lord had living, breathing, speaking, listening, representatives of himself. Would the church stand up? And pastors have sent folks so that they can be equipped Mm -hmm. to teach Sunday school or lead praise and worship or whatever they're called to do. But um, we also are doing things that relate to uh, nonprofit work, uh, community uh, service, uh, leadership in that area. And uh, one on becoming a whole person, the renewing of our minds um, on normal Christian living, which most of us don't aspire. I mean, normal Christian living is such a cut above the thing that we often see. We're doing one on marketing our business or marketing your ministry, Um, how to relate, living out God's purpose for your life the emotional intelligence of the leader, and the ministry of angels by someone who's seen angels since she was born and was later raised from the dead, if you want to be in an unusual situation. But um, it's interesting to hear someone who was so disgusted with the information we're getting on angels in our society that she did a thorough biblical search, which of course affirmed some of the things she had seen, but She didn't go by her own experience. She'll teach a one-day seminar on angels, who they are, the good, the bad, (laughs) the ugly kind. (laughs) And we're doing some practical things for people, you know, who are church secretaries or pastors or others on on, uh, Microsoft Excel and that kind of thing. Anyway, it's a... It's a broad range. (laughs) And I want to repeat what you shared earlier, that the way to kind of uh, look at the menu, if I can say that respectfully, is uh, tcctc.org, right? Right. Um, Or if uh, someone is uh, like me, not savvy, they can use the old-fashioned telephone, right? 513-1000. And... um, Joanne, all of the classes that you're offering uh, beginning in a few weeks are listed there on the website, right? They are. They begin the 13th of January. And I want to um, underscore again something else you said, that um, some are Monday night, some are Tuesday night, some are Thursday night, uh, some are certain weekdays. And some are daytime. And some are daytime. that, and some are mm-hmm. Saturdays. Some are Saturdays. So mm-hmm. whatever slot in a person's schedule... 
in their life they can carve out, um, you've probably got an offering for them. We do. And if someone is very interested in a particular course or a particular topic and would let us know, we'll include it another semester. We have asked pastors and lay folks to please let us know what they need. What kinds of things will help you? And as a result, have done things like God and Government, Business by the Book. You know, Scripture has so much to say about every topic. And why not build what we're doing on a solid foundation? Amen. <laughs> well, we're talking with uh, Joe Arnett, Joanne Arnett, excuse me, Joanne. Right. Um, um, a lot of my Joanne friends are, go by the nickname of Joe, so that please is forgive me. <laughs> is that, used to be called was, Jojo. Was that the nickname? <laughs> and we're discussing some of the opportunities coming up, even the one Tuesday night or the next semester that you can check out at tcctc.org. Uh, Try to say that fast. tcctc.org. Like Tomcat, Cat, Tomcat. Oh, right. .org. We're going to take a short break and be back and have more fellowship with Joanne Arnett of Tallahassee Christian College. And training center. Thank you, Doug. therefore come forward with boldness to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace for timely help. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. How can we come to the throne of God in heaven while we still live on earth? The secret is our spirit. The very Christ who is sitting on the throne in heaven is also now in us, that is, in our spirit, where the habitation of God is. Whenever we turn to our spirit, we enter through the gate of heaven and touch the throne of grace in heaven through Christ. Scripture and Commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit recoveryversion.org. My name is Mike Lynch. I'm a believer, and I received the Lord in a home in Memphis, Tennessee. And I recently moved to Tallahassee, Florida, well, just a few years ago. In Acts 2.46, when the apostles st started meeting together, the believers first started meeting together, they met in homes, and it said day by day from house to house. And this really affected me because I myself received the Lord and had my beginning of following the Lord in a home. Anyway, uh, I, I would just like to say this to believers. This is another way other than meeting in a large church building. And if you are interested in this, would you please call and leave a message at 850-692-9558. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you.
you, Doug Apple. And I just want to underscore what uh, that last testimony you heard from our brother Mike was. If you have some interest in um, opening your home for a Bible study or Christian fellowship or would like to visit one of your neighbors that is doing that, you can leave a message at 692-9558. That's 692-9558. Just leave a name and phone number. We'll get back to you with a... uh, some possibilities for your consideration. If you'd prefer an email address, it's ChristianConnectTallahassee at gmail.com. That's ChristianConnectTallahassee at gmail.com. We are having some fellowship with Joanne Arnett, the president of Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center. If you just joined us, the website that we really want you to check out uh, for all the good news that's available to you there is tcctc.org, tcctc.org, and their phone number is 513-1000. Joanne, I want to ask you um, about something that you're too, um, I don't know, humble or shy to talk about, the finances. You don't bring them up, but I want to bring them up because I think uh, we members of the body of Christ uh, have a responsibility, and uh, I believe the Lord really wants us to uh, honor Him with uh, the financial blessings that He's given us, especially this time of year. Christians tend to think a little bit more about uh, their giving, especially with our friends in Washington, really to uh, subsidize it a little bit in terms of deductions, uh, depending on your tax bracket. But if someone gives to um, Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center, I know it's a 501c3. We are. That makes it tax deductible yes. if that's important and to to some believers it is because it's just like you know giving a dollar and a quarter and it didn't cost you but a dollar if you're getting some tax <laughs> benefits but that shouldn't motivate us as believers but when somebody gives in addition to of course their church and other things that are on their heart we're not asking to replace that but when they give financially to uh, TCCTC, what, what, what does that do? What, what does that do for the Lord's interest? First of all, we thank before we bank. Mm-hmm. So that person will not only be thanked, but can be assured that their investment will be well used. Mm-hmm. Every person on that staff uses the funds that come in to maximum for the students. You talked a while ago about um, leadership and, and our belief is that the staff is there to serve the faculty that's there to serve the students who are there all of us to serve the Lord in whatever capacity we're called Um, a great bit of it will be used in the new development of online education and we are we are now accredited by the state of Florida to offer continuing education units in counseling, nursing, and other professional areas. We'd like to be able to develop those online and also other courses that will help support people within their congregations, individuals who can't come to a class on a regular basis, and people around the world uh, with the kinds of materials that are not necessarily currently available from other sources. There's nothing like investing in a person whose goal in life is to influence others for Christ. 
And if that person is being equipped to lead others to Christ and help them grow up in Christ, and as in the Great Commission, teaching them, you know, as you go, mm-hmm. teaching them to obey. Um, I think it's the most wonderful way to change the world. Mm. Investing in people. Investing in people. Because that goes on and on and on, even after we're gone. You and know. it's what Jesus did. It used to puzzle me that he narrowed a lot of things. He kept reducing mm-hmm. the crowd and narrowing them down to 12. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, you know, between 250 and 300 students who uh, last year. But... That seems to me small compared to the number of Christians that are within this region. Mm-hmm. But equipping, imagine what equipping them does mm-hmm. as they go back into their homes and communities and congregations. Mm-hmm. So it will be used. Most of our teachers, you may not know, um, we look for the very best. We ask about 300 pastors when we began to share with us the names of the most outstanding teachers within their own denominations. But many of them give of their time to teach. And we do go for the best that's out there. Well, I do compliment you, and this is quite genuine, that I don't think I've seen any operation, any enterprise uh, get more out of less than you and your team. <laughs> I know. You. I think many, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> many of uh, many of them are volunteers, but then no no shortage of their professionalism and dedication. Right. Uh, so you certainly squeeze and get a lot out of uh, every dollar the Lord entrusts you. I want to underscore with maybe a little quick illustration what you just said about investing in people. I just heard about this last night. At a prayer meeting uh, last uh, weekend, there was a conference of several thousand Christians, and they took a moment in this conference to pay tribute to a dear brother who had just passed away. And um, they asked uh, the this large gathering, anyone here who's ever been shepherded by this brother, please stand up. And about 10 or 12 people stood up that they had been Mm. shepherded by this brother during his life. And then those people sat down. He said, and the brother that was making the point said, no, please stand up again. So those 10 or 12 people stood up again. Now, then he said, I want everybody here. And again, this is several thousand people who's ever been shepherded by these 10 or 12 people. Oh, my. Please stand up. Mm. And almost everybody's stuff. Oh. Oh, brings tears to your eyes. So you, That's it. Do you make the point of multiplication? Yes. And I'm so impressed that of what you said, that the Lord did not leave us volumes of his writings and teachings. Um, he did not create any shrines. He poured everything he had in terms of hopes and dreams and God's plan, God's economy, God's move into a pretty motley handful. And he spent those three years in ministry with people, Mm -hmm. training them, teaching them, showing them, explaining to them when they understood and when they didn't. It's remarkable to me. I mean, his plan doesn't make sense in our 
economy sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it makes perfect sense because his ways are higher than our ways. And and he's wonderful. (laughs) Well, after all, the, the apostle said to his faithful young follower, Timothy, teach those. Right. Who can teach others. And there are many with the gift of teaching. Mm -hmm. And those people are not necessarily in the pulpit. Mm -hmm. I find that most congregations call people who have gifts of preaching and administration, evangelism, and other things, but very often do not call to the pulpit the person who has the gift of teaching. And so sometimes the person who has that is not necessarily the one who is the pastor, and to teach those people who are under the leadership of the person who is the pastor how to fulfill their responsibilities and how to walk and follow the Lord and and move together is a wonderful thing. I mean, our country wouldn't be in the shape it's in if we people who are following Jesus were all we're called to be. Amen. Well, I know that's what's on your heart. It is. But I want to get back to what I started. Thank you. I'm not good at asking for funds. But I know, we need it. so I'm, I'm asking for you. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm I'm good at asking the Lord about it. Okay, if thank a person we, wants, if you, a Lord. person feels touched by the Lord to make a contribution financially, yes, how would they do that? They could call, check the button on the website, or contact me personally, or they could send it to. Uh, TCCTC, 1717 Hermitage Boulevard, 32308. I would be glad, and I would be glad to talk with them about where their money will be going and how it'll be used. Wonderful. There, we have so many plans. We have. I'm, I'm going to work with one of our board members on Monday regarding our next five or ten year goals. For example, if someone would like to send a big chunk I can tell you where the largest chunk we would we would use. Mm-hmm. Um, we meet all the standards for the same accreditation that FSU, FAMU, and TCC have, but we it costs too much money compared to what we have right now to obtain that accreditation. Mm-hmm. And it would open the doors to be, to easy transfer. Right now, we transfer our courses. We've transferred them into seminaries all over the country. But we would have we could guarantee automatic transfer into our universities if we had that kind of accreditation. Mm-hmm. And for the person who would like to call and say, "I want to give a dollar or more a month," we would be grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I've written a thank you note for that amount. Mm-hmm. Something that would be a continuing a continuing way to um, do the kinds of things we do every day. You know, pay the phone bill and the utilities and. By materials. So somebody can call 513-1000 and talk to the president about how their money's going to be used, huh? They certainly can. <laughs> they can call my cell. <laughs> um, I want to remind folks of uh, a special portion of a law that was passed two years ago that is just now catching on. I know my alma mater, the University of Georgia, sent me an email today about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm not going to send them any money because I've already given them enough. <laughs> they don't need it. <laughs> Since they're playing for the SEC championship this weekend, they'll get plenty of money. Okay, <laughs> I'd rather send it to TCCTC. <laughs> um, but this is a, a tax perk for those that are 70 and a half and are now being required by our friends at the IRS to uh, take money out of their IRA, whether you want to or not. It's called a required minimum distribution. Um, and if you take it out, as you are required to do, it is taxable income, which might not be what you're exactly looking for in terms of your tax planning. But the tax law says that you can have your required minimum distribution or actually any amount up to $100,000 sent be sent to directly, and that is a key word, directly to a charity. And it will not be calculated as part of your taxable income. That's major. And uh, I think the $10 term for that that the accountants use is uh, a QCD, Qualified Charitable Distribution. So ask your tax uh, professional about it. Uh, You've got time to do it, but you must do it uh, this month. And uh, it must go directly to the charity if it's made out and comes to you. Bingo, you've got some um, taxable income. Right. And there also is legacy giving. The person who puts that in their will or who, who begins to make a plan, we have CPAs on our board who will sit down and help someone with that so that it would be helpful to them because we're here for the long run. The Lord gave us a vision years ago that is much greater than is now apparent. So we know we're here for the long haul, and we're grateful to him for that. And if somebody wants to direct it, like a scholarship fund or something, oh, yes. they can do There are people who do. They do it in the names of others. If they want to direct the funds, they can direct it in any, any way they choose. And I know also, uh, Joanne, that you work with uh, students who want to come, take a class or get a degree, whatever they want to do with all that you offer over there, but they maybe have financial limitations. You, you work with that, right? We work very closely with that. We do have a limited number of scholarships that have been given to us, and when, as I said, when people give money, we, we use it in the way that they, they want it to be used. But we also have a, a giving plan, so you can sit down with our registrar, Jackie Kinsey, so that you spread out the amount you owe during the uh, during the semester, and then we also help students know how to manage their money. So we have had students who started out on a scholarship who are now giving. They're not only paying their registration, but they're giving back because mm. they see that the principles of God are at work. Mm. We've done uh, courses on biblical finance, but we also will help individuals who are struggling. We don't want people to come out with the horrible debt that students are coming out mm-hmm. out of college with. And so one of our goals is to help our students come out with no debt. Wow. And we have had some generous matching funds, particularly for these one-year uh, courses in professional development. 
um, and I think they're the ones I mentioned. They're in pastoral leadership and in congregational leadership, biblical studies, biblical lay counseling, ministry leadership. And when I say one year, it's the equivalent of a year, but you can take just one course a semester or a few seminars a semester until you gain the equivalent of a year at the audit level. And by that, I mean, no, you don't have the exams. You, you sit under excellence in teachers, but this is for the person who doesn't have the time or the background um, or who doesn't need or want a college degree. We had someone who signed up the other day that has a PhD. She doesn't need another degree. And we had another person who signed up for one of these who just doesn't have the time or, or the energy to to do that, but wants to learn and will come out with... Um, really equipped to do what they're called to do. I'm excited about those programs. And, and don't you have, uh, they can sign up uh, just to audit? Uh, and, that would be audit. Okay, right. and that's a different uh, tuition bracket, I believe, it's, right? Audit is half mm-hmm. of what you pay for credit. The other thing we do is that we don't charge more for master's degree credit than bachelor's degree credit, mm-hmm. which is quite different. We don't charge more for out-of-state, and we do have people who are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, Joanne. This has been wonderful fellowship and a wonderful opportunity for the body of Christ to respond. If you'd like to follow through on this fellowship, the phone number is 513-1000. The website is tccc.org. Thank you, Wave 94 and Doug Apple. Oh.